Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Polinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Good to go now. Perfect. Well, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. Um, man, episode 26. Episode 26, my man. I can't believe it. Just like that. Um, this episode, we will be talking about um, a very important holiday, but more so we were talking right before we hit record about um, all the holidays. And you were telling me, you know, the four cardinal holidays. Right. We'll jump into that. But, um, you know overall halloween right yes. and uh you know doing research for this i was telling daniel i f- i find i find it you know pretty simple to find what we all could probably end up uh learning about this this festivity and and its roots but it goes much deeper than i could have even um known i mean i had a suspicion you know as we were talking about holidays uh that all these holidays have a deeper uh, meaning that is, you know, rooted in, in so much history and and the reasons why we still celebrate them are just, um, you know, I think need to be brought to light. Uh, Halloween, especially right now, is, you know, a time that if, if you already haven't read this before, but the time where the veil is thin. And I was telling you, you know, interesting that 2020 itself right. is a time where the veil has been very thin and, and a lot of people are kind of seeing what's really on the other side. So, you know, this holiday felt appropriate to kind of, you know, talk about um, the, the true meaning of, of what that veil really is or what is on the other side or what has been known to be the other side, but more so the understandings of uh, what's going on with uh, the equinox. Right. And we're going to talk about um, probably a lot that I still haven't really um had the time to dive into, but super excited. I mean, so when I was doing my research, I was telling Daniel, whatever you end up finding, it will probably be the same around uh, regarding Samhain, right? So we'll talk about like the pagan rituals, but also like, you know, who brought that celebration to um, the States and then how the States kind of like took it over like post World War II. And, and then we have this very indulging night, you know, that we all get to- right. Uh, basically taking um, a new identity, not a new identity, but so- somewhat of a, of a new place on earth and kind of do, which is really bizarre, but do so many hellish things. And so anyways, without further ado, so I don't have to keep like babbling on is I want to, I want to start with the history. So like, let's go right into that. And, and we're going to take a lot of turns, aren't we? Yeah, this is, you know, that's like Eddie was kind of saying, we we kind of dwelled deep into this one and it was, sometimes you want to know just how deep the rabbit hole goes. And this was a great signification of just how deep the rabbit hole goes. I learned a lot of new information and it just really um, as a whole, the whole occult study really became more clear and I gained a lot of clarity and just my understanding of the journey of the sun, just how important holidays were 
and you know what this ritual represented and that's going to be something that we're looking at today we're really going to be looking at you know what did this halloween ritual represent and right. its correspondence with the day that follows which is all souls day or what right. we might consider all saints day and it's just as important and it's really kind of the nighttime festival moving into the daytime into festival the daytime. and we'll kind of talk about what that um what that entails, but you know, it's a really great episode for the fact that we were talking about getting deeper and deeper into this occult knowledge, especially because we have these fundamental principles that we've gained from these first 25 episodes. So I know if you guys remember, we spoke a couple weeks about ago about, you know, we're really going to try to get a little bit deeper into this occult information, and we're really going to call upon you to utilize all that information we've already kind of gathered together, collect together, and really utilizing that common language that we've um, constructed through these Fast 25 podcasts is really going to kind of come into fruition here. And then what we're really going to do today, which is kind of cool, is we're going to kind of introduce a lot of topics that we're going to be covering in the future. You know, So a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, we're going to kind of give kind of quick breakdowns of, but please be aware that any subject that we approach that we just kind of give this like quick synopsis on means we're going to go deep and probably an entire episode on that information. So it's really just a good introduction. It's perfect because we're coming up on the holiday season. Right. So we're already kind of looking at the solstices and the equinoxes and the effects of these. Um, and that's really what we're going to kind of be focusing on today. But Very it is, cool. this one goes deep. Like it's real deep. I feel like yeah. I was like a crazy man in my room with like, papers all over the place and I have like lines like touching other papers and I'm like, oh, I'll do this first, this first. So it's really the unpacking of a lot of information. Cool. Um, but what we're really going to be looking at too is unpacking, you know, the significance of this holiday, what it means, and also, you know, its correlation to the next day, which is just as important as the process. Right. And if I ask a lot of questions and I'm all over the place, it's because as exciting as it is, there is a lot to cover. So I'm, I'm really glad that we'll, that you kind of disclosed that, that, you know, there's other sections that we'll bring up that will definitely make its own podcast as yes. we always do. Right. Always. Um, yeah. but yeah, man. Yeah. And again, you know, you guys always send really good information, always send really good suggestions for episodes. So this would be a great one. Um, because again, we're going to talk about all these topics, but maybe which ones come first might be the ones you're most interested in. So as you kind of hear us approach a topic, please, um, you guys do such a good job of reaching out to us and letting us know what you want to come next. And uh, we would love to, we love to do that. So, you know, really starting off, Eddie, because you, you did a good job of being like, let's look at the, the history of this, because this is what it really kind of comes down to, is to be honest, the ancients would be very surprised and almost dumbfounded if they saw our connection or a lack right. of connection to holidays today. Yeah. Okay. These were very important to them. These were rituals. So these situations, these events were made to impregnate into the consciousness the journey of the soul so you can take that forward in your life. Okay. So it wasn't these secular holidays that were kind of paraded around today. And we right. really don't have any reason for these holidays. Like we, you can't really ask somebody, if you ask them, they'll kind of give you like, you know, like even Christmas, people, like you ask them where like Santa Claus came from, and it's like these kind of broken up answers, you know, and nobody really even talks about, you know, the journey of the sun. And some people understand astrotheology and they can kind of break that down. But this was really fascinating because this really changed the starting point of how I saw that astrotheology actually work. And that's kind of what we're going to kind of talk about today. So we are going to really, again, talk about the journey of the sun and its evolution throughout the year from its life, its birth to its death to its rebirth. Mm -hmm. um, but just the idea that this, 
our connection to history and our connection to the holidays have been severed on the spiritual realm. Yeah. So, you know, in fact, like if, if consciousness does prevail in this cycle and say we do reach the evolution we need to, to kind of transcend the problems we see ourselves in, um, and we actually prevail in this cycle and we don't have to do a restart, we're going to really look back on this study of history as an epic of, or an epoch of disconnected people. So we're really going to, because to really actually transcend consciousness, we're going to actually have to learn what these rituals are. We're probably going to have to start partaking in them in a more true form than the secular form that we're doing today. So if if this consciousness actually has this evolution and we can transcend and transmute these problems and still, you know, be in this kind of cycle of consciousness and kind of make it past the barriers we've been faced with, they are going to look at this pack of history as a very interesting time of disconnected people. Absolutely. Loss of culture and and loss of a lot of, um, well, just the meanings behind like the soul's journey, as you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because these these festivals and these rituals have a very strong effect on the understanding and merit of the self. And the evolution of consciousness as an aggregate. So not only the personal, our own independent consciousness, but also this group consciousness that we're all a part of, right? right? You know, because we're all kind of connected. So um, this this mechanical parade of holidays that we kind of find ourselves in the West um, are vastly misunderstood. And this misunderstanding every year further severs our connection with our higher selves. So us avoiding these holidays and not going through these rituals and going through these aspects of consciousness expansion is having a direct effect on our physical, our our spiritual connection with our higher selves, right? So um, these, these holidays have become entirely like a material thing. So it's a total, total misconcomprehension of the original inspiration and significance. the, The, Primal message. Yes, exactly. Right. It's it conveys um, not not any any relevance to that universal message right. that was so beautiful in the beginning. So um, many people don't even question or think about the significance of these holiday, holidays. Right. It's kind of this un, unchallenged custom. It's just this automation of habit um, of this tradition. So. So although Halloween, and we're going to kind of really kind of investigate um, the other holidays that fall on these four cardinal cardinal points, and we'll kind of describe what those cardinal points are, um, although it's not as popular as Christmas or what you would say Easter in the West, um, in ancient times, it held almost equal importance. So Halloween's really going to represent one of the four cardinal, cardinal holidays or festivals celebrated in the journey of the sun, which is also the journey of the soul. Okay, right. so there's going to be these four points, and we're going to kind of break them down. And where these four points are is we're going to have the um, the summer solstice, and then we're going to have the fall equinox, and then the Chris, uh, the winter solstice, where we celebrate Christmas, and then the spring equinox, which we celebrate Easter in the right. in the West, right? So, um, and this would be the fall equinox. This is the fall equinox that we're kind of looking at today, right? So the significance of these four cardinal points of the zodiac. Um, and it's, they're really, what they represent is one of the four great annual ceremonies. So, um, you know, one thing we kind of want to look at and a question we're going to kind of bring up and kind of, you know, look at is like, how did Halloween get such a unique expression, especially in present time? Because it really is like no other holiday, you know, Easter and Christmas are kind of very much the same for your, you know, exoteric churchgoer, you go to church, your service, it's family time. Uh, but Halloween is just kind of bonkers compared to all of them, you know, especially the secular holiday that we s- like study today, you know, like this, 
the giving of candy and the yeah it's insane it's a it's like watching we're at the tail end of the filtering of the cheesecloth like we're the last layer this is like the remnants of like how much it's been watered down. Like, yes. and that's what we're living in right now. It's like, yeah. and you were saying like, if they were to look back on this time and call it an epic, cause they'd just be like, what were they doing with this beautiful, like right. festival of like what was to come and what was, what it meaning it's meaning was, but uh, anyways, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, if you think about like what we were doing for Halloween, like we were throwing toilet paper at our friend Alex's house and like TPing, like why were we doing that? But then again, when we kind of start breaking this down right. and we kind of see the significance, we can, I kind of see where that energy of mischief yep. was coming from and yep. what that represented. Now, we were kind of like dumb punk rockers, so we didn't really recognize what we were doing. We were just having the time of our lives, you know what I mean? But it wasn't, there was no merit to it. And that's kind of what we're kind of looking at today. So, um, you know, Halloween has this very, very deep esoteric meaning. And when we lose this deep understanding, we starve our souls and our minds of the proper nutrients for the true holistic health of ourselves. You know, so one thing we really want to be aware of is just like you take in proper nutrition of food and proper water um, to make your body healthy, the same aspect has to happen for mental food. And the same aspect has to happen for spiritual food. You have to take in these nutrients. And what these four cardinal points in these annual festivals were was a feast for your spiritual self. And it was proper nutrition that you were giving. Right. So what we have now is, like you said, we have a bunch of individuals starving of this nutrient-based, nutrient-rich festival, right? Um, and what we end up doing is most of these festivals, we just end up shoving our faces with physical food to try to almost mimic that. Like we don't, we understand that there's like this emptiness inside us, but it's turned into like, oh, you just have to like physically eat this food. So in, you know, in Easter in the West, you eat chocolate bunnies and you eat candy and Halloween, you eat a bunch of candy and junk, you know, even like Christmas dinner is always this like big layout of food and material nutrient, like nourishment of like things and gifts. Right. But again, the true nutrition was supposed to be spiritual and mental. And that's kind of what we lost back. So really we have these like genetically modified holidays. So the form is still there. The form is there. But it's completely absent of any kind of nutrition. Um, And on top of that, a little bit of poison sprinkled in, just like our GMOs. (laughs) I know. It's kind of like, and I always hate to use the example of the bad uncle here, but it's kind of like the uncle that survived within the family traditions. And rather than like explaining its deep rooted meaning, he's just like, I just remember the time that we would do this and we really ate a lot with a lot of gravy. Right. And then all the children, you know, looking up to him or trying to learn, it would be like, what is the meaning of this? Right. You know? Um, But anyways, but yes. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely, man. That's exactly it. You know, we, the form has survived, but the meaning is lost, right? So no soul or mental nourishment. So to really understand this pilgrim of the soul, we really truly need to understand Halloween. We must first take a look at the Zodiac and see where these four cardinal points or cardinal holidays fall on the journey of the sun or the journey of the soul. So we looked at the Zodiac early in that 12-step program of the self um, you know, the 12 steps or the 12 segments to right. betray, to almost to betray the stages and features of man's evolution in almost the scale of expanding his or her being, right? Mm-hmm. So this 12, um, how we're going to kind of look at it today is these 12 pieces are going to be broken up into four groups, and those are going to be by the elements, um, or also going to be kind of the aspects of human consciousness. Okay, so 
we're going to break it up into four sections. So if we kind of imagine the zodiac, we're going to draw a line down the middle and then a line drawn perfectly across. And we're going to have four equal segments that are going to have three of those segments within them, right? And what this is really going to kind of suggest is the elements and also um, the aspects of human consciousness. So now we've spoken about the expression of human consciousness, how you express human consciousness, and that's thought, um, feeling, and action. So what we're going to look at today is we're going to break that down into the four groups, and this is more the aspects of human consciousness, okay? So this is kind of the processes that more almost happen internally, not so much the expression. And how these are going to be laid out is sensation, emotion, thought, and spiritual knowledge or spiritual genius, like they say in this um, in this book that we were kind of taking most of this information on. And you know what? Before we go any further, um, this book is by um, that we really got a lot of this deep information from is Alvin Kuhn, um, who wrote a book called Halloween: A Festival of Lost Meaning, and he was a part of the Theosophy movement. Right. So it's the same individual that Frank Baum was. Theosophy put out so much amazing work, and there's um. Alvin um, Kuhn, a lot of his stuff is in the public domain because it's past the copyright. You can get the um, a lot of his stuff. And I read one book from his before, which was the esoteric significance of the alphabet. And he breaks down each letter and its esco- esoteric meaning. It just blew my mind. Awesome. So uh, Yeah. So I was really yeah. excited when we kind of came across this, emo- uh, this individual here. But again, theosophy is the study of most occult sciences. So it's going to resonate very much with what we've kind of spoke about on Know Thyself. Um, but um, really what we're kind of looking at again is these these four aspects of human consciousness, and we're kind of breaking up the year almost into four different sections, okay? So where these these lines are going to cross and where their endpoints are going to be um, are going to be um, the tip of this is going to be the 21st of June, which is the summer solstice, okay? And then if we move on down it, and we go down those three spots, we're going to get the 21st of September, which is going to be the fall equinox or the autumn equinox. And then if we go all the way down to the bottom, we're going to get the 21st or the 22nd of December, which is the winter solstice. And then if we move completely to the other side, to the left side side, it's going to be the 21st of March or the spring equinox. Okay. So you really want to envision a cross in the middle of the Zodiac. Okay. Um, And there's several different crosses you can make in the Zodiac, but this is going to be a very popular one. And this, this lines right here is actually why Christians celebrate um, they use the cross in Christianity. It's right. really a base of the zodiac, and it's the journey of the sun. Um, and this is where that cross kind of comes from. And again, the cross has so much esoteric significance that we've kind of looked at. Um, so, really, what this what this cross kind of represents, and again, just visualize that circle with a cross in between it, and then where those lines end is where these cardinal points are. This is really going to serve as a representation of the evolution of man's divine soul as it travels around the repeated cycles of life. Okay, so this really is looking at the evolution of the soul um, and also the evolution of the sun, okay? And again, um, when we talk about this, because I don't want to confuse you, these aren't the forms of expression of consciousness like we spoke about with the trivium, which is thought, emotion, action. This is more the form that consciousness takes within us. And that again, that's sensation, emotion, thought, and spiritual understanding or spiritual genius, okay? And this is kind of the aspects that we're going to kind of go for. Um, And so really to kind of talk about it, when we talk about with June, that um, 
you know, the summer solstice being at the top, this is really going to represent sensation. And then as we go down to September, that's going to represent emotion. And then December is going to be thought. And then spiritual, the spiritual genius is going to kind of come in that March episode. So you can kind of see how these forms of consciousness also go through an evolution as the sun or as the soul travels on this annual journey. Okay, now... This is where it's going to get a little deep, and we're going to have to do a little bit of foreshadowing. And again, I promise you, we will be going over this information in the future. Um, but we're just going to have to, today, we're just going to have to um, kind of just give you a quick synopsis. Um, the journey of the soul, most people believe, starts in December with the rebirth of the Christ. And that's why right. we studied the birth of God, right? Um, but actually, as esoteric students, we actually want to go up into that June mark, that right. summer solstice. Okay, um, and again, this is this is interesting. Why we would start here, but this comes down to the Hermetic understanding. And again, I promise you, we will go on a whole episode of this. But the idea that you were once with the internal source of all life. Okay, you had the aspect of falling into matter. Okay, it was the aspect of you falling from heaven. This is what Christianity talks about in the Garden of Eden. And again, we're going to really break this down because this wasn't a sin like we were kind of told in exoteric Christianity. This is what you call the cycle of necessity. Okay, the, this whole universal consciousness and us having this individual consciousness is so the creator can experience consciousness. So to help with the evolution of conscious expansion and the evolution of this universe, you had to incarnate as a human to personally go through this experience, okay? But you were at one time in the internal source. Now, you weren't the character you know yourself of, but you were a part of that energy, and there's this process of actually falling into matter. Right, okay? right. This is the the drop of water that we've talked about before that leaves the the, the grand expansion of the ocean. Like we yes. were once part of that whole body. Yes. Here we are as an individual one, drop yeah, of water, right. but we still are that water. Right. And you know, that's what we're really going to be talking about today. And I promise you, we will go very much into much detail about this fall to matter because this really gives you understanding of who you are, why we're here and why, you know, why we even face the ugly things that we have to face in this life. But again, this isn't a sin like we were told in exoteric religion. This was part of the law of necessity. Okay. It's that conscious consciousness has to experience and express itself. And we are almost the um, outlet of that expression. So we had this so-called fall from heaven, and that's going to represent that June to fall decline. And that's really going to be when June is going to represent the longest days of the year, the sun is at that midpoint. And then from June to September, we start to see the days starting to get shorter again. Right. Okay. And this is, it's representing the fall of that unified consciousness into its individualization within matter, okay, and what that's going to encompass, and just how kind of confusing that is, and we're going to kind of talk about that experience. Um, but this was the experience for us to go on the journey of our soul in this five-sense construct. So we had to do this. 
your energy cannot stay static. You know, this is the journey that we're trying to make back up to, but you're making it back up as your complete character. So when you go back to source, you are you. And that's kind of what this whole journey is about. And that's what we're going to kind of talk about. So when you leave that source for the first time, you are not your individual consciousness. Mm. That's going to be formed, right? Um, And then your goal is when you make it back to be that individual consciousness and be able to partake in that internal source again. Um, But again, we will kind of go to that. But the idea that... Um, we descended from the mind of the supreme deity and descended towards manifestation and matter, okay? So we crossed the line of pure mind force into union with matter. And we did this because we had to mold into an instrument of life and consciousness. So we enter the physical form. We incarnate. Halloween is the ritual of this incarnation, okay? of this incarnation of this fall from the supreme being, from the all-knowing mind, and we were a part of that all-knowing mind, to that individual fall. And that's what's really going to be represented from June to September, is that fall into matter, right? Um, And this fall into heaven. Um, This is the tasting of the tree of knowledge. This is the story of Adam and Eve, where we're told that they taste from the, the tree of knowledge, and they were banished from the Eden. And right. this is exactly what they're, again, they're, they're giving you an exoteric version of an esoteric story. But this idea that your soul has this, the, the cycle of necessity has called your soul to go on this journey and to experience knowledge, you have to be incarnated because knowledge is only gained from experience. Experience is this five sense construct. So you can't gain experience. You can't gain knowledge without experience. Right. So we had to go on this journey. Again, it's not a sin. Um, we wanted this, but we were fools, right? And that's what the fool's card is kind of yeah. looks like. And that's why the fool's just about to walk right over the ledge because we did, we wanted to kind of participate in it. Like there was a, there was a piece of us that kind of looked down. And as we looked down, that fall became, and we might've started grappling like, oh, I don't want to leave this amazing universal place, but it was too late. Gravity, the universal gravitational pull was pulling us into matter to incarnate, Um so again, we we had that internal desire for significance and experience. I mean, this is not a sin as portrayed in exoteric Christianity. This is just the playing out of the law of necessity, and we will speak more on the law of necessity. We will speak more on this fall to matter. Um, and again, we are just individual expressions of the creator. So creator, the creation, the reflection of the creator ourselves. So we are the reflection of the creator ourselves. And well, in the next few episodes, we're going to really go into that deeper understanding of what that fall into matter looks like. You know, the idea of incarnation and reincarnation and human reincarnation and um, really the idea of creation itself. So one thing when we talked about the law of mentalism in the first episodes, I told you guys we would go back to talking about what was the creation of the universe like. And we're going to kind of go on to that um, and what that kind of experience is. is. So I can't wait. It's a good one, man. It's it's it just blows your mind, and it really just kind of makes you um, really kind of re- kind of reflect on what this whole experience is about. So these four major cardinal holidays, okay, festivals act as the drama of the experience of the evolution of the soul, okay. And that's also one thing we really want to say is like the drama of life and the playing of these rituals. And one thing we really want to kind of talk about is how you know we really see us all playing out the act of God and the many faces gods. And it's something we've kind of brought up. And again, we're going to kind of talk about how Hinduism has a much different idea of how God really interacts with his environment and how everybody is the face of God, where in the West, we kind of see God as more of the 
constructive creator. And that's also going to be an episode. We're really just foreshadowing like all the episodes yes. that we're going to get coming into, but they're so ex- important. So, um, so again, if we kind of have that mental image of the Zodiac in our mind with June at the top, September, December at the bottom, and then March on that far side, um, we really are going to see that this journey of the sun and the journey of the sun, which is us, um, is the same, you know, as above, so below. So as that universal consciousness, the sun goes through those those trials and the tribulations of the journey of itself, we also go through these trials and the journeys, uh, tribulations of ourselves. So to truly understand the esoteric aspect of this journey of the sun, we're, um, we're like I said, we're not going to start at the birth of December, but rather that summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year, and that's going to be that falling point. Um, and is that the... I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's the 40 day that we'll describe between. Yeah. And we're going to kind of get into that because again, you know, um, that's going to be kind of something that we're kind of looking at and we're going to, we're going to be getting into that aspect why Halloween falls on the day it does. Um, Because really what we're going to look at is we're going to look at what happens on that solstice day, um, or I should say the equinox, that fall equinox, um, and then how that's connected to Halloween and why is it 40 days after, or actually 39 days after, and then the 40th day is actually that all souls day, which is all saints day. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really where this is going to um, um, kind of really play itself out. So um, so again, we understand that the story really starts in June to symbolize the fall of the soul into matter and this idea of this cycle of necessity, okay? And again, this, this tree of knowledge, to gain knowledge, you must have this experience. So this is actually what that fool's journey is when you're looking at the tarot cards. This is the fool's journey um, and that we have to have this fall from heaven. And this process, um, again, we're going to talk about in future episodes, Um but really, this idea of sensation is going to come up. And, you know, how we, and again, we're going to really go over this in depth in the episode of reincarnation and human reincarnation. But that first mode and form of consciousness you experience is sensation. sensation yeah. Okay. And, you know, this is a very interesting aspect because you start off as a single-celled organism and then you make your way up to a multi-organism and then you make your way into plant life and you go through all these aspects to f- finally come to human incarnation, right? right? Um, so when we think about sensation, if you really think about it, we talk about senses and we talk about having five senses and I always say five-cent construct. Like I think I've said five-cent construct on this podcast five million times, right? I think I say it like every episode a hundred times, right? It's one of my favorite words. We really don't have five senses. We have one sense and that's touch, okay? And that was our first sense. So when you were that single-celled organism, it was just you feeling around. You had no eyes, right. you had no ears, right? You didn't have any of those, those, fac- those, those facilities to actually and understand these vibrations, right? So even when you start thinking about, you start developing eyes as, as you kind of vibrate. So what you're going to happen is you vibrate away from a body when you're kind of working your way through, when you've kind of gone through the manifestation, that means you kind of die from that. And then you are reborn because you kind of vibrate into a new body and you always are rising up these scales. Um, so even when we think about in the instruments we have today, like our eyes, the light wave is just, touching our eyes the vibration is just touching our ears and we're perceiving it but touch is actually the only sense that we have and that's what that first mode and that first form of consciousness is going to create and that's what's going to start developing from that that um fall for matter in june into that equinox of the fall the fall equinox right um 
And so that's kind of what we're kind of experienced. So this idea of how you go from a simple organism, single-celled, all the way up the ladder until you reach human self-consciousness, okay? Um, and so, you know, again, where we kind of come in on human, and car- um, like if you have multiple lives, if you have one life, we're going to kind of cover that in the human reincarnation episode. It really doesn't matter. It's kind of how we've kind of addressed it because it all comes down to you just, you know, you just need to progress yourself and we'll kind of get into that aspect. So this time of the fall represents the fall from heaven and the numerous incarnations and organism units that the soul reaches before it gets human reincarnate human incarnation okay so it's that fall from june to the fall equinox in september is going to represent all the different various incarnations you had before you came self-conscious as a human okay so before you came self-conscious as a human so the equinox on september 21st is going to represent the attraction of a physical body in human form. Okay, so again, September 21st is going to be that first step after the fall, and it's going to represent us coming into human form. Okay, Um, so we've climbed the the ladder of reincarnation to reach this, this new octave. So this kind of brings up the aspect of what kind of form did we kind of get into, you know? And this is really what we're going to call the animal self, okay? So this is, we gain sensation in that first step. Mm. In the second step, we're going to gain emotion, okay? So we have sensation and emotion. So now the question comes up, if this is a Cardinal Day celebration, why is it that Halloween is 39 days after the celebration? Right. And so what we're going to kind of talk about now is, you know, um, we're going to kind of use that skill of pattern recognition and kind of figure out why is it that we celebrate the the equinox, equinox almost 39 to 40 days later because right. halloween and all saints day are going to fall 39 and 40 days after the equinox and that 40 is a very symbolic number right, right? we know it of like the 40 day flood yeah. um has it. yeah over like 50 or 60 times the the number 40 is used in the bible um it's just like the number 7 10 and 12 um so these are keys to understanding the bible so Again, the Bible is really just like almost like this big math equation when you really start breaking it down. But the esoteric significance of 40 is the time that an egg or a seed of life was immersed in matter before it hatches. Okay. So like if you plant a seed into um, where they got this understanding was from Egypt when they were, um, you know, putting wheat along the Nile, they saw that the Nile took 40 days, it took that seed 40 days Mm -hmm. to break open and actually germinate and start sprouting through. Right. Um, So what this also kind of represents is like the human, when it's going through the process of being born, is gestated in the mother for 40 weeks. So it's it's really this this sign of cycles. This number 40 kind of comes up there. So what this Halloween represents is it's the eve of the individual consciousness awaking to the power of higher aspects of humanism. Okay, so the idea that what's going to start to uncover after Halloween is the idea of transcending from just sensation and emotion and graduating into the realm of thought. Right. Right. So this is, um, and then later down the line, this is going to flourish us into the spiritual awareness. So this 40 days after the fall equinox is really going to portray the animal stage of our existence and our unfoldment into the realm of matter and the realm of experience and also our unfoldment out of this. Okay. And that's really where we're going to see this. So 
Halloween really represents this last night of this animal self. So again, all these festivals kind of dramatize stages and aspects and processes of human evolution. Halloween symbolizes the soul's immersion into matter during the preparatory stage as it being almost like a nighttime experience. Um, and this is really kind of the, the soul almost sitting in the body in this material darkness until the turn of the cycle brings in this spiritual day. Right. Right. You know, so again, we kind of have this aspect of um, the soul incarnates into a body, into an animal body, and it it doesn't recognize itself as that supreme being because it has this loss of information from that fall. So it doesn't remember actually who it is. Right. So this is kind of like when we were talking about the story of the pearl, mm-hmm. right? This is that that prince who has drank in that potion when he went right. to the, the town in the West and forgot he was the son of a king or the daughter of a king. Um, and this is what we're talking about. What this holiday really represents mm-hmm. is the idea that we we identify our animal selves as our true selves for a good majority of our lifetime. And that's really what this process is looking to do. And what Halloween really celebrates is just that last night you're your animal self, right? Um, With the graduation and that unfolding the next day into the enlightenment of the day kind of thing, right? So, um, so this animal sense is like this is a stage kind of defined as like sense, passion, and ignorance, so it really, it distracts us from the understanding and the ability of perceiving the whole and maybe those finer spiritual substances that um, equate the spiritual experiences. So again, this is when we're identifying with the body, okay? We're identifying with the passions of being a human, the emotions of being the human without actually taking them up those higher aspects, okay? Um, this is really where we're going to kind of start seeing... Um, you know, kind of like this this Darwinistic idea of man, right? Yeah. And this is kind of why we're almost caught in this today because we haven't really got out of this. Um, but really when the incarnation of when we, we incarnate into the animal self, we lose our connection with this holistic clarity, value, and truth. Um, so the soul is really sitting in the body in this material darkness until the turn of the cycle brings that dawn of that spiritual day. Mm-hmm. So to be almost be awakened out of this dreamy condition into a bright day of the full version of envision of truth. Um, so, you know, we kind of grope blindly in the darkness and per- perpetrate this matter of folly and distraction. And we're just, we're just recognizing with it. Right. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Now you can feel it even in real time and like in real life, you can feel it still to this day. You can feel that shift happen. You know Um, it's interesting that if anything, all we are celebrating nowadays is going, we're almost going backwards where we're saying, no, let's be the animal self and indulge in these senses. Like rather than understanding that, no, no, this is like one level going into the next, you know what I mean? Right. But it kind of gets done backwards to us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, Maybe they hijacked this holiday and they kept us into it, right? Because what have they done? They've recognized everybody identifies with their animal self, right? Even modern science tries to just perpetrate the animal self. You know, there's no connection of higher thought, higher value. Um, And again, what we're going to see is we're going to see how these were supposed to be a marriage. You're supposed to take your, um, your passions and your emotions and have that beautiful marriage with your thought and your spiritual understanding Mm -hmm. and make them one. And use that passion and use that emotional energy to perpetrate you up the ladder to heaven. But what we've done is in our society, we've 
again, we know there's no such thing as an opposite, but we've created them as opposites. So you have your hedonistic, kind of like the science atheist class who are like, oh, it's just passion and emotions, and that's all you need to worry about. And then you have the exoteric religious people who are saying, no, it's just spiritual understanding. You need to curse the body. Everything that of the body and enjoyment of the body is a sin, and that's right. the devil. And it's not the case. Like We need to have this human experience. And that's what this is. This is a masquerade. It's a ritual to go through, because it Again, everything's a ritual is just impregnating your consciousness, right. um, and that's exactly what you're doing. So, what this was was this was a a group ritual where they would actually kind of go through this process to make you show that this is a dance that's happening inside of you. Right. Like you are looking through this mask. You are right. speaking through a mask, but you are the light that shines through, and you have to see that. So they wore these masks to kind of mimic that, that like, oh, you walk around life a lot of times and you don't even realize that you're the light behind it, right. not the voice that's coming through it. You know what I mean? Or what is the voice coming through? Is it your animal voice or is that voice of truth? And how do you break that through? How do you shine that light through? Um and so that's really why you have November 1st, because that's the end of that 40 days festival. So All Saints Day or All Souls Day, this is the day when the animal souls that we've been experiencing, that we were kind of going through that ritual the night before on Halloween, blossom into their reason and spiritual potential. So this is the human regaining the faculties that they left behind during the fall. Um, so would this be the harvest? This is the harvest of that spiritual understanding, right. right? And you're going to start harvesting it. And then what you're going to see is you're just going to, you're going to waken up the idea of thought. And then you're going to go through that process. You're going to meet your shadow self. And then that is what you're going to, you're going to kill the image of yourself in December to be reborn. And then you're going to get to spring where you really meet that spiritual understanding. And then you follow that up to the highest point and you've climbed the ladder back to heaven just for that journey to start again, because you have to go through another experience. There's more death that has to happen. There's always right. death and rebirth, right? We, especially as these conscious individuals. Now, when you reach this Christ consciousness, like these prophets do, you are working in a different realm and you're not going through these lessons. But for the majority, all of us need to go through a lot of lessons in this incarnation. Right. So we're always kind of going through this process, but this is what it is. This is awakening up the idea of reason, human thought, okay? Human thought to help control that, emotion and the passion of the human, which is so powerful and so important when you utilize it into the greater good, okay? And that's what All Saints Day is going to represent is you're starting to reel this in, okay? Um, so this is the idea of, um, you know, not defeating the dragon by killing it, but taming the dragon. Right. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And again, because your passions can strangle you. This is why Hercules has to fight two snakes that come out of the sea, when he's a little baby. And that's exactly what he's fighting. He's fighting the ideas of this human passion, and human emotion, strangling him and strangling his ability to kind of go on that journey. Okay. This is why the young David is going to, when he takes down the Goliath, he's going to shoot that rock into his forehead, which is where your pineal gland is. Right. Right. right? This is center. how he takes down the beast is he uses that higher aspect, that third eye. Um, so really this November 1st is going to be, um, this breaking through of that internal light, right? Of this consciousness. So this is the last, this, the Halloween is the eve of All Saints Day, and that's the last day of the human soul being trapped and identifying with the animal mask rather than the incarnate God within, okay? So that hard exterior is starting to break 
to have reason and spiritual consciousness shining through. So this hard shell, this animal thick skin is starting to break and this reason and spiritual consciousness is going to start shining through. Um, this is the reason why you carve a jack-o'-lantern. Okay, so jack, jack-o'-lantern. Jack means God is gracious. Okay, now we know O from when we were looking at Solomon means and, and then lantern is going to be a light. So what a jack-o'-lantern really is, it's the light of God's grace breaking through and shining through, okay, from the beautiful art that you kind of create. So this is what that that internal light shining through the pumpkin, okay? The significance of why we do a jack-o'-lantern, that hard shell of the pumpkin represents this hard material aspect of the individual identifying itself with its animal costume, because that's right. heavy, right? Right. There's no spiritual understanding there. So this is us identifying with it, and then the animal is run by sensation and emotion. So the softening of our calcified hardened worldview for the grateful and gracious light of God to shine through. Absolutely. And there is another story about Jack-O-Lantern that I find uh, super uh, humorous. And if you end up finding out more about it, um, I'm sure you'll you'll kind of see where it probably stemmed from. So I love that you brought that up because, yeah, I remember hearing something along the lines of the, in the individual, there's like a folklore about the man who is a fool and doesn't make it to heaven or hell because he makes a deal with the devil and the devil says, well, I will not take you to hell, which is where you belong because you've always been fooling people on earth. So rather than doing anything for good, you did everything for bad, but he even fools the devil twice. And the second time is when he tells the devil, well, the only way that I will release you from the prison that I've put you in, says this man named Jack, is to um, is to have you promise me I'll never go to hell. So he roams the earth because he's not allowed in heaven, and now he's not allowed in hell. Just um, being this reflection of like if you're not if you're not done with the journey, as you're talking about the mm-hmm. soul, the soul, um, you will only be able to mimic what it's like to be the light inside and have to protrude it through on this hard shell that you're going to have to carry around. He would carry around this lantern with his light, but it wasn't his anymore to like, Mm. to be able to ascend or even descend at this point. He's just stuck. And it's, it's an interesting story. I, I I don't want to get too far off track, but I just love how like it now putting two pieces together, like that stems from like the more esoteric meaning of like where that comes from as far as the light within protruding yeah. through um but yeah anyways no i that kind of reminds me of like dante's like the purgatory kind of like in that, between yeah, yeah and right. again you know one one thing that all spiritual teachers will tell you is um god doesn't like people that sit on the fence like you're either fully yeah. in the conscious and expression or yeah. don't get off you know you know don't worry about like you're going to deal with it go one way or the other but really doesn't care for individuals that are on the fence um i shouldn't say really cares because like it's universal consciousness it really doesn't have like the feeling but how universe consciousness expresses itself it's either you're all in or you're not you know right. and that's kind of the where we're kind of looking at so um yeah, no, I, I love that story, man. I've never actually heard that, but that's fascinating. And it would be great to actually kind of keep going deep into that and seeing where that story came from because yeah. it kind of does resonate with that. Um, but um, yeah. Well, there's there's those middle layers that I'm sure that everybody knows about. And in this case, like with, uh, with, with the Celtic language, like as far as like the rituals and like having to understand like where Halloween comes from. That's not that long ago. So mm-hmm. people people will be like, oh, I found the meaning, you know, and the meaning is like, well, you, you found the meaning along the way of of what it's evolved to, but it goes much deeper, which is where we're at right now as right. at least. So yeah. Um, but go on. Yeah, no, man. And you know, one thing too that um, I really kind of was like never really introduced to, um, again, was that this is, this is a two-day celebration. 
you know, starting in the evening of Halloween and continuing until the day of All Saints Day or All Souls Day. So it's a ceremony and ritual that celebrates the entry of our units of soul into our animal bodies, the identification, and then the further realization and birth of the spiritual individual, right? So this is the festival of infleshing or incarnation, the graduation from the animal self being to the uh, to the process of growth and spiritual understanding. So this this divine emanation of the cosmic mind, um, you know, what we've always kind of considered the logos becoming fleshed, that is, you know, and you know, this idea of this, this ensouling and creative principle is embodied in these freshly forms. And we live in an animal body and it's these early stages of this lower world existence. We experience an animal grade of mind and we only regain that paradise of heaven at the end when our reason is returned right. to us. You know, again, and this is all about that fall to heaven, why why it's so important to read all ancient texts and what the Bible is really trying to tell you rather than what they've kind of positioned the Bible for control to tell you, you know, right. because they'll just tell you that it's a sin. Um, so this mistaken for the animal self being the true self is what Halloween's all about and why we transcend it. So one thing you, you put a really good picture of is, we took this ritual of Halloween and applied it to our everyday. Like this is why there's no meaning. This is why the meaning of this ritual is so hidden more than any other cardinal holiday is because they're using this on us. They're keeping us in these animal cells. Right. They're getting us to love our mask. Our mask are our social media accounts. Our mask are that personality, not our character. You know, our character is the light that shines through, and that's what we develop. Our personality is the mask that we wear. You know, so that's why you really want to transcend that personality into character development. You yeah, know? no, I mean, no, any anybody will tell you, like, not to get, you know, stuck in in that level of sensation that you're supposed to evolve out of. You know, instead we celebrate that one specific thing more than anything, whether it's like physically with our appearances or what we overindulge in and put into our body that's you know completely unnecessary you know mm -hmm. it's just a it's a big um haha -ha back to ourselves yeah they're it's playing really bad they're playing this ritual on us every day man yeah. they've gotten us to love our animal suits you know um and they tell us you're just an animal you know which has been peddled on us you know um so how much we spend like just about how much time we spend beautifying that front of the mask when the reason we are here is to beautify and connect with the energy behind the mask. But think about all the energy that it comes to just beautify your mask and this mistake of the animal self to represent, or the mistaking of the animal self to represent our true self. So, you know, the physical body must proceed and prepare the way for the outburst of spiritual individual by laying the foundations for it. So again, we can't be upset with the aspect that we went through this human, um, this animal aspect, because we needed to go through this human aspect right. to give birth to the spiritual aspect, right? So again, we're, we're told in exoteric Christianity that this is the sin, this is what we're paying for, for Eve eating the apple. This is not the case at all. This is the idea that we have to go through this experience to gain this experience so universal consciousness can go through this experience because he's going through our eyes. Um, so again, spiritual evolution is impossible unless there is first built up the material or organic instruments to impl implement that manifestation. So again, Halloween just portrays that animal stage of our unfoldment into the realm of matter and the realm of experience. And then the day after Halloween, All Souls Day, is the glorification of the physical body crowning itself as a spiritual individual. Okay, so it really is, it's this two-phased grand finale. It's the end of that 40-day cycle, which is all about gestation, 
okay, after the fall equinox. So Halloween is again that night celebration, and then All Saints Day is that daytime celebration, right? Um, and even in creation, we know that night precedes day. So darkness preceded the light. So God brought forth the light out of the darkness. And it's the same aspect of us. Our light will come out of the darkness of this of this animal self. Um, and Halloween's going to symbolize that soul's immersion and matter during this preparatory stage, this nighttime experience. The soul is in the dark is in the dark. It's in that dark night of the soul. Just how you plant the seed in that dark soil for it to spread out, right? right. You know, um, and the the soul finishes that forty day incubation period um, at the breaking of dawn the next day, and this is when the soul starts to break through that animal skin. That internal light is shining through. Um, you know, uh, to be wakened out of its dreamy condition into the almost the bride of day in the full version of truth. And in this incarnation into the animal self, we lose, you know, cause we've lost our connection with the holistic understanding and through breaking through this, we're going to reconnect with that. So again, Halloween is just this masquerade ball of this lower formed Eagle soul in man um, and his potential to be a potential God, like a God, lowercase G um, yet we were hiding behind the disguise of the beast. So this witcher of Halloween is just that idea of act of hiding those human features um, and covering them up with animal mask. Um, and what this ritual is for is again, just to impregnate into the subconscious that you are a God and this beastal attachment can all end the moment you take off your mask. Right. Right. You know, so, um, Again, we're kind of, you know, again, that's kind of the the mainstay of what Halloween represents and kind of what the following All Saints Day represents afterwards. Uh, you know, we brought up the jack-o'-lantern. And, you know, one thing I never did, I think I did this once, once when my sister was, when I was younger, I went to a birthday party and I wasn't cool enough to get invited to birthday parties, but my sister was, <laughs> and she was the coolest sister in the world. So she would take me to those birthday parties. Um, and I've never really seen this since. Uh, but the aspect of bobbing for apples. Oh yeah, the bobbing for apples. Bobbing so for apples, that right? Up. That yeah, was like a I thing you that, saw. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what is the significance of bobbing for apples? Because we did do that for, during Halloween. It was done during the ceremony. And what the, the apple Romans or? Um, so this is going to go much further, much further deeper than, than the Romans. Yeah. yeah. So this will go beyond to the Romans. This is going to go. This is going to go to ancient mystery schools since the beginning of time. So this could really almost be prehistory that most of these rituals were probably being right. conducted. You know. Um, so again, the apple, that stands for that symbolism as the fruit of the tree of life. Remember, this is the the sin that when Eve took the bite of that apple, which was the, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. Um, so it's the fruit of that seed of that divine essence that is the soul of humanity. And what the water typifies in this aspect is because if you ever said bobbing for apples, it's apples in like a big like trough and it's filled with water and you're supposed to get the apple out of the water without using your hands you have to just use your mouth so mm -hmm. um the water typifies the life in the body okay so the, the water represents almost that animal self and how we're seven eighths water um like we're physically mostly composed of that alchemical element of water so the apple floating in the water is is that almost that emblem of the soul flung into matter to incarnate life and and is almost un uh, in the process of going through this experience um, and how the soul doesn't isn't sinking down all the way in matter. It's floating on the top. And that's, that's kind of the story of the miracle of Jesus walking on the water and not singing, um, sinking. This is the idea of not becoming 
fully submerged in that physical incarnation, right? That intuitive understanding of there's more than this, there's more than this, that kind of intuitively is beyond your mind before you have that spiritual awakening. Um, That idea of just, again, not sinking into that material realm. Um, And man is not able to redeem this apple, which is the the fruit of the tree of life and the fruit of the tree of knowledge um, with his hands. So it's not going to be a physical power that's going to save the soul from sinking down into that elemental life of that water. It's the mind alone that can save it out of that water um, and save it out of that almost that getting lost in the sense and the emotion, that basic level emotion. Um, So you must actually lift your head um, and use your mouth to actually put it around the apple. And this kind of represents how you almost have to use the mouth to speak words of wisdom and love and how you are going to save the apple and that life of knowledge through speaking the truth into existence. Um, and that aspect that you have this superpower that is endowed to all humans, which is not only the written word, but also the um, um, spoken word, right. which is so powerful. So it's just talking about how the spoken word is used to break through this incarnation and not to get lost into this incarnation and how the spiritual world and really the word of that logos and that higher understanding can actually come through you. And, you know, what voice are you using? Are you using that animal voice or is it your higher voice that's coming through that real information that's supposed to be getting shared? That's the real battle, right? Like no matter what, I mean, that's why I think you can even see this in the Bible with the words like temptation, you know, it's like um, what they consider a sin is really just like not allowing yourself to elevate from that animal state and not taking the mask off and just kind of staying behind the mask and within that. And it's a lot more fun to be, you know, even people are proud to say that they're like, it's fun to sin. It's fun to, to not really evolve into something a little more uh, pure, but, uh, but that's part of the soul's journey is to, to know uh, what the evolution is and, and how to um, keep evolving up that ladder that we talk about. So um, Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely, man. And I think, you know, I think the big important thing is, you know, part of this ritual and part of this importance of this ritual was to not say that the body and sensation is a sin and like you do need to go through stuff that's going to make you physically happy. But again, coming from that higher aspect of that spiritual understanding and that thought understanding that it's not detrimental, you know what I mean? Um, And you can accomplish higher gains higher order things and that's why you're always going to climbing the ladder but really it's the union of those four components of consciousness you know sensation emotion coming into connection with thought and um spiritual understanding right incorporating it not treating them like they're polar opposites where you only represent one of them right. you know and halloween really did was that ritual that you could kind of act up now you wouldn't do um you would still kind of hold yourself to an accord but you would use this as a ritual and a celebration of what you were like prior to the awakening and the taking off this mask so even if you are a spiritually sound individual you would still go through this aspect of wearing these animal clothes around this time period to go through the ritual to remind you that you were you embodied this this animal at one point and one time you identified this body as you so even for the far spiritual students, they're still conducting in this ritual because you still need to impregnate yourself in that subconscious. And right. again, these are the these are the events in our life that we're missing out on. Um, and you think about the rituals we go through, it's like gift giving at Christmas. In the West, it's the Super Bowl. Like you think about the rituals, and this is why they again, this is why the halftime show is so important for them because they're that's their ritual, and that's, that's what the they're ritual. impregnating into your subconscious, and it's always happening. So 
you know, again, this Halloween just represents that idea of, you know, you are this animal self that you graduate out of and you really start seeing the light that shines through and that you like really kind of imagine like that you're looking out a side of a mask and what is, who is the looker? Who is the observer and kind of going deep back into that and really connecting to that source because that's why we're here and that's why you know and that's what's going to evolve universal consciousness, which is the main reason we're here. This is why we fell from the universal deity. You know what I mean? We went through this experience to reconnect with herself so it could have a better understanding of this expression called right. life and consciousness. You know? So um when you talk about the meaning of life, these four cardinal holidays gave you that meaning of life. So it's so funny how you talk about, you ask that question, what's the meaning of life today? And nobody can really tell you if they can, it's usually like a material thing. Um, but they'll be like, oh, we don't really know. It's like, but at one time we did know and we or, based everything off of it. Right. And like, I think if, if we didn't have a general understanding of like where we stand right now, so say we came to this place, um, you know, that we're living in, breathing in right now, you would have something that would guide you. And that guide is your emotional state, right? And so a lot of things, as far as um, the question that is asked by all individuals, a lot of things that come up are based on, I'm feeling this right now. I'm feeling emotionally inclined to do such a thing or why am I feeling this way? And I think just talking about these conversations in regards to like, for instance, these four cardinal um, celebrations, there's a reason why you feel an inclination towards them. But that feeling is the only thing I think we have left. That is the remnant of like what is going to take us back to the source of all of these things, including some rituals or celebrations of the soul's journey. Because even in the 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 even people who are say Gnostic or like or agnostic they don't 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 want to like acknowledge uh anything at all. Um or a nihilist, I'm sorry. And then it's still, you, you can't deny the emotion of what's happening to them inside. You, you can't bring it out of them because they won't tell you if they don't want to tell you. But no matter who you are, even um, uh, different stages of life, that's something that always start like begins the question. And I, I, I love that. Like, that's what I hold on to because that's like the last remaining thing that you can actually have a conversation with someone about. Even there's Halloween, we bring it back to Halloween for just two seconds. Emotionally speaking, the idea of the veil being lifted excites us. Well, why does it excite you? Well, it, you know, how can you deny any other phase of life and or spiritual understanding and or rising consciousness if consciousness itself is what's being touched on when you get excited about such uh, events? And it could be within horror or it could be within, um, you know, love or any kind of other uh, sensation that we can feel, but yet we cut it off right there. So I just think it's really interesting that we really give an understanding or the root of what this really is. So that way the feeling can match the knowledge of what, you know, mm-hmm. of, of what, what you're really going through. But people kind of, again, they stop it there and someone else has given us, well, this is why you're feeling this way. The ramping up too is what I say it is. And that's where you have to question that. Who's telling you, what that is mm-hmm. and why are you taking this emotional process or in this case a fate uh an evolution uh, of our spirit going into a new realm is stunted at the fact that someone else has been like no 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 just stay right here you're good right mm-hmm. here and it ends here it doesn't go on till tomorrow and so anyways i just always hope that like anybody listening right now um that we're so thankful that do listen 
and new listeners is like, that's really what the understanding of, to me, of a lot of these things should be. It's like the feeling should match, you know, like the knowledge and the knowledge comes from, from within. And it has been that way forever, but people did it for us. They've done such a good job at like explaining this to us for centuries. And yet we found a way to kind of throw the boomerang back around to where it's like, oh, we're going to have to lose it all for a second. And then maybe if you're worthy, you'll start searching this again. And of course you're worthy. We're all worthy, but they've made us believe that we're not. And all of this is just hocus pocus. No pun intended. Yeah, no, right, right. Um, absolutely, man. That's a hundred percent. You know, that's, you don't tell, they, it's not that they tell us that there's nothing down this path is they just convince us not even to think that there is right, a path, right, you know? And yeah. that's what was so brilliant about what they did. Um, they just totally separated the idea that there is an all-knowing and that there is a higher understanding of life. And they just totally, again, made this plastic experience and individuals bought into it, you know? But right. then again, evolution of consciousness happens and we come in and come in kind of go and come in waves. And we've had this huge spiritual awakening, like we've talked about in the 2020 episode. So again, more people are getting online and kind of perceiving and really starting to look at pattern recognition and really starting to look, you know, transcending this power, power um, patterns of, you know, nihilism, like you were talking about, and kind of like this hedonistic kind of stuff that gets paraded for us. But what I'm just so amazed on is just how buried this information about Halloween was, because they're totally using this against us. They are, like we said, they're making us wear these masks and we're wearing these masks 365 days a year. You know, it's just on Halloween, we're wearing even a worse mask. Oh my you God, know what I mean? Right, right. So it's just, uh, it's just such an important role. And again, we're going to look at the evolution of the soul. We're going to look at the journey of the sun. We're going to talk about, you know, the winter solstice and just kind of detail like we talked about here. Um, but again, it, it's the end of that phase, right? Because again, the fall equinox is 40 days before this. So this is really the end of that phase. So really, you know, when we're kind of, if we're listening to this in time, really kind of go through that experience of Halloween this week, kind of put yourself in that ritual of, you know, what is that light that's looking behind these eyes and what kind of mask have I made? And again, we do have to wear some kind of mask so we want to make it as beautiful as possible, but we're going to do that through character development, through the love of truth and through the love of conscious and expression for all. Um, and that's really what's going to kind of beautify us. But then on take that all saints day and go through that ritual of taking off that mask, you know, go off that ritual of letting that light shine through breaking that seed of the pumpkin, right? So your light shines through that internal light and Throughout this rest of these these months leading up to the solstice, let's really try to break as much barriers as we can to have that light sure. shine through. So when we do have that rebirth in Christmas, um, we put ourselves on the right path so we can get to that highest point of the sun on June 22nd. Well said, Professor. Game on, my guy. All right, dude. <laughs> oh, man, I love the way you bring this all up. Again, Alvin Kuhn is the author of a lot of the stuff that was brought up at as my my dear friend here, Daniel, like puts it, it's just so, um, it's so elegant in the sense of the way you present them and the order you do and, and all this information being so heavy. I'm so glad we'll keep covering it down the way. So again, man, I, I thank you for this, this oh, hour with you. Dude, man. It's the best hour of my week is hanging out with you people. So you know what I mean? Like we love doing this. I, one, I love seeing Eddie, he's, Eduardo, he's my best friend. Um, but also just like yes. connecting with you guys. Yes. <laughs> um, say it back. No, just <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, guys, definitely. If you, um, 
check out this book though, because there was so much I didn't cover. Like the idea of like why a witch uses a broomstick, and that's right. like the sweeping away of this poor sensation and this poor emotion. And there was just so much that we couldn't cover. But also very exciting. The Patreon account has been put on the website. So it's a membership fee. So um, it's just going to be like, we're going to do like, I think it's just going to be $5 and it's always just going to be $5. But what you get with that is we're going to have um, videos uploaded all the time. Yes. Um, we're going to have addendums to the to the podcast. So me and Eddie are actually going to go back on episodes and kind of talk about stuff we've missed or maybe clarify some stuff. Um pretty much like a daily reflection from me. So like when I get home, I'll probably just like, this is what I nerded out and thought about today. So we'll kind of just bring up different stuff, but there'll also be a community page. So we can kind of just, if you have a question, you just ask right on that account and I'll answer it like within 24 to 48 hours. Um, We're going to kind of have group get get togethers and discussions in that. Um, Really, there's a lot of cool stuff we can do through Patreon. Um, And also you guys are going to get the podcast a little bit early too. So we're going to try start moving it to Wednesday so you guys can get it on Thursday, but we'll, we'll do whatever you guys want. Like you, it's your call. Um, and again, we just kind of want to create this community and make this happen, but we want to get to the point. If we can make this so popular, like we want to just be putting out content all the time, all day, every day. So we're going to be making videos, um, really anything, anything you want. And then we're going to have, um, yeah, we're going to have some fun stuff coming too, you know, and it's going to be expression of a lot of stuff. You know, we have some good individuals that are like master herbalists. So we're going to have some herbalism stuff up there. Um, we're going to have some breakdowns of like, you know, even if you want to get into videography or camera work that Eduardo is going to be put down. He doesn't know that he's going to do that, but I just, I just brought that no, up. No, I'd be, um, yes, let's do it. We talked about this. Yeah. You know, and we kind of talked about this, making this just like more of a unison thing. Like I've connected with some cool artists, um, recently and we're going to do like video series and they're going to kind of, it's going to be kind of more of an interview, um, where they're going to kind of talk about, you know, what kind of got them into art, how they kind of use esoteric principles in cool. their art. The coolest one in the world, like like one of the coolest, like so many artists have like checked out to me. I'm such a dumb dumb, and I was in school, and like they just were like, I would love to be in that video, and I was just on cloud ten, right? And I was just so excited. And then later on in the day, I realized that I had my phone in my pocket, and it was like video calling them all day. So they probably think I'm crazy. So we might not be able to get that artist. Oh man. <laughs> It's just always with me with technology. It was just so funny. I was just like, 32 video calls to who? And I was just like, oh my gosh, those poor people. They're like, text me back like, hey, I'm at work. Is everything okay? <laughs> like, oh man, dude, I just love, That's awesome, I just love the story, how the story unfolds. It's always so funny. But yeah, we can't wait to uh, kind of connect with you guys on a more personal thing. And I, and I won't video call you 32 times. You can though. Yeah, I can't. Thanks, Eddie. Maybe. <laughs> I'll take the call um well cool man uh i guess with that being said until next time until next time all right